0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Breaking Burgers with Srihari. Breaking Burgers, as you can see in the description below, is a platform where we discuss the top two breaking burgers of the week. I have here with me a dear friend and a classmate of mine, Priyanka. Before we jump into the content, Priyanka, if you could introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. Hey everybody, I'm Radha Priyanka and I'm really excited to be a part of Breaking Burgers. I love public speaking and debating along with that I'm passionate about literature. Apart from those, I enjoy doing community service.
0: That was a great introduction Priyanka. Thank you. A pleasure to have you here. On the 16th of January, we had the first national startup day in India. The startups have been hailed as the backbone of India by our prime minister, but the effectiveness of such schemes still remain a question mark. There have been numerous such instances and schemes to provide financial and infrastructural assistance in the past as well, but the returns of those schemes were not close to the ideal. But with digitalization growing each day, the scope of these businesses are also increasing. There are and will be challenges due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But can these startups break free despite those obstacles and succeed in their respective fields? So, I
1: think it's a pretty significant thing because startups are the mainstream right now. For instance, uh, we've seen Shark Tank, which is one of the most recent hit shows on television. And I really appreciate the government for taking this amazing move and encouraging startups by introducing the National Startup Day. Because political support, you know, in terms of legalities and policy framework is very, very critical. And if we could see in this era of COVID, many enterprises have been working in a dynamic environment. And most of them have successfully adapted to it. Since this new normal has been in effect for more than a year, I feel that all types of businesses may succeed. And in fact, I believe that many new innovative firms were launched during the previous lockdown as the demand patterns have shifted.
0: Totally agree with what you said. A few days back, I came across an article regarding the success and failure of the Startup India scheme. As per the study by IBM, 90% of the startups in India shut down within the first five years of commencement. After that, I visited the official webpage of startup India and I found some interesting uh, statistics. 27,000 startups were established till the year of 2020. It also said that 150,000 jobs were created from these startups alone. The numbers do look mind-boggling, right? But when we take a look at the broader picture, things don't seem that satisfactory. Year after year, India produces over 12 million graduates. A very few have ideas or the passion to make a change, but that alone is not enough. 90% of the startups have been failing due to improper planning, lack of focus and diligence for prolonged periods. 80% of venture capitalists have criticized India's entrepreneurs as casual business people without unique and game changing ideas. So whose fault or shortcoming do you think it is? Who is to be blamed the individuals? who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs or the education system of India itself?
1: Okay, so first of all, I think each and every school should take up an initiative to teach entrepreneurship in theory and as well as a skill-based subject, if I could say. And then each and every student can develop ideas from their teenage itself, or at least they have a basic idea on how to start a business and how the process goes on. Like nowadays, um, we see many teenpreneurs starting their own enterprises. Um, so I think there is nobody to blame specifically, but uh, the schools have the capability to take this huge opportunity in front of them and make the future a better place for successful startups. And secondly, I think there is a lot of demotivation or discouragement rather than motivation, especially in India, if you could see. Like for instance, when I came up with Limpio Naturals, a small business firm, some of them were supportive of it, while most of them were very apprehensive. Like, this is my very own personal experience, while others might have a completely different experience, which would lead them to a path of zero hopes. And in recent times, India's startup ecosystem has been constantly growing, and Mr. Piyush Goel, who is the Minister of Commerce and Industry, has stated, I quote, let's target adding 75 unicorns in 2022. And I think this would be a reasonable target because India currently ranks 46th in the Global Innovation Index, which is a great thing for all of us.
0: So with that being said, I think both of us can truly agree that the Startup India scheme, despite a few shortcomings and challenges, might just be the breakthrough that the Indian economy desperately needs. How it shapes up in the future is something that we'll have to wait and watch. But at least for now, there is a lot of scope for growth. On that note, we'll be back after a short break to discuss the second breaking burger of the week. We're back after the break and it's time to move on to the next topic. The third wave of COVID has stunned governments across the globe and it is being condemned as a black swan for the global economy. This unexpected and hard to predict event was not within the range of normal expectations. Though China has managed to contain the rate of infection and the test positivity rates, most other nations have not been able to replicate those results. As a result of growing infections and the risk of getting infected by the Omicron and Delta-Cron variants, India has started vaccination drives for youngsters between the age age group of 15 to 18 years. According to economists from different parts of the globe, an economic slowdown is to be expected in the months of February and March. Though the cases are expected to drop during February itself, the question of how the Indian government plans its administration regarding this issue is to be seen. What is your take on the impacts of COVID 3.0 Priyanka?
1: Um, So, in comparison to the Delta variant and its disastrous influence on our economy, I believe that Omicron is unlikely to have a significant impact on India's economic progress because the country is considerably more equipped in every way right now and has almost adjusted to the new normal. Uh, While I agree that, you know, the travel industry has been hammered yet again, many flights have been cancelled and individuals have avoided eating out at restaurants and many schools have returned to online learning again. However, I expect Omicron to pass through rapidly and have a very little effect on growth. As a result, each wave of the COVID virus, at least in my opinion, causes less damage to the healthcare system and the macro economy than the preceding wave since everyone right now is becoming more and more aware of and is learning how to survive in this very dynamic world.
0: That is true to a certain extent, I suppose. Yes, whatever you have mentioned regarding the increased awareness is absolutely correct. No doubt about that. But I still have a notion that India might not be as prepared as it seems on the outside. Also, considering the fact that it has been only a few weeks since the third wave has struck India, it might take a while before the chaos subsumes. Even on a personal level, the third wave of pandemic has impacted all of us. For me personally, the switch to online classes after having about two months of physical classes have been really tough. Though most of us are fortunate enough to escape the grave miseries of uh, COVID-19, it has still been a tough time for all of us. What has been your experience in the past few weeks?
1: Yeah, I agree that it's been a tough time for all of us. And coming to my personal experience, it is a very huge disappointment for me to not to go to school, just sit at home, having nothing to do. I really miss those days where my schedule is completely organized for a day and where I go to school and have fun with my friends. Hopefully um, the cases decrease, and we get to go to school again.
0: Absolutely true. As a 12th grade student, it is really concerning whenever the cases shoot up as it just increases the uncertainty regarding the board exams. I'm sure you can relate to that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with this point. We are placed in a situation where we don't even know what the exam pattern is going to be for the next term. So all I can say is expect the unexpected.
0: Very well said Priyanka. And uh, at this point in time, I just hope that the situation tones down at least by a bit because the board exams are set to happen in the month of March or April itself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: On that note, we are ending the first episode of Breaking Burgers. Thank you to all our listeners for taking out your precious time and lending us an ear. Hope you had a great time.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for having me in your very first episode of Breaking Burgers. I really hope all the listeners enjoyed our podcast today. Thank you, Srihari.
0: You're welcome, Priyanka. A big thanks to you too for joining us. And to all our listeners, stay tuned for the next episode of Breaking Burgers. Till then, keep breaking.